0: Welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. Welcome to 2022, everyone. I hope you all had a good break over the holidays. With the start of this new year, I wanted to kick off a new series here on the podcast. You have heard many different teacher guests on the Grapeseed Friends series in the past. I have invited some of them back to participate in this new series we are calling Teacher Says. In each of these episodes, there will be a couple questions given about teaching grapeseed effectively with an answer from each of our guests. This way, you listeners out there will get to hear many pieces of practical advice from some of the most veteran teachers around the world. Keep in mind that these are the opinions of the teachers themselves. They are sharing what they have learned has worked for them through years of self-reflection. Something that works for one teacher may not work for another. These tips are meant to give you ideas on what to do or to inspire your own journey of self-reflection. In this first episode, you will hear from Aaron, Alina, Will, and Bruno. Definitely look back on their previous podcast episodes, Grapeseed Friends and Otherwise, if you want to hear more from each of them. Let's jump right in with question number one. How do you quickly and effectively memorize student names at the start of a new school year or when you teach a new class?
1: Okay, so about a month before we... Go into the new school year. We will have a list of the students that are going to be joining and their English name that they'll be using in the grapeseed class as well. Um, And then we'll also get a picture of the student um, from the kindergarten. So we'll have a complete list of their English name and the picture. So I can start to memorize all the English names that I'll need to know um, and then putting it together with the faces i can do that for a couple of weeks before i even start the class this isn't perfect though um, since they are they're starting unit one so they're around four years old um, and a lot can change from when they just took the picture Um, even if it's only a few months ago when they took the picture they grow up fast Um, so even when i get to my first day of school. There might be a few students where it doesn't come to me instantly my second part is for the first few lessons in unit one i will spend a few minutes before i start the lesson or maybe a few minutes after the lesson and i will ask each student their name they're all wearing name cards and i'll go one by one asking their name and having them repeat their name to me Um, it's something that's not just effective for me, that I can get extra practice seeing their name, putting the name to the face, but they're just starting out in unit one, they're not so confident with their English name yet either. So they get that extra practice um, saying their English name again, many times as well. And the great thing about the lesson plans is um, in unit one, the first five, six lessons that, um, they're usually a bit shorter. So you do usually have that extra time
2: where you can ask
1: the names teach the students
2: so um, uh, memorizing student names uh, is always a challenge so uh, each time I have a new group I make kind of colorful badges and give them uh, out to students at the beginning of the lesson and from lesson to lesson I revise their names all the time and it really helps. And actually, I have one more uh, tip. If group uh, is not big, I ask students, like children, to think about themselves uh, as animals, their favorite ones. Uh, And then we play a game, and they show me those animals. (laughs) So this is um, a way to kind of memorize the names uh, using associations. Uh, In this uh, case, animals.
3: Oh, okay. So at my school, we give we give the children English names at the beginning of the year or when they first start grapeseed. Seed. So I like to give uh, my children names that have some sort of meaning when possible. So the children are all Japanese and they have Japanese characters in their names and the characters have some sort of meaning. So what I like to do when we start the year, is to look up the the meaning of uh, their characters, and uh, then try to find uh, an English name that has a similar meaning. But sometimes it's it's kind of hard. Sometimes it's not really there's there's not really any name that that fits. So in that case, my default is to come up with an, an English name that has the same first letter as their Japanese name. So then uh, there's a connection between their Japanese name and their English name. And it makes it easier to remember. But when I can, I like to give them, if, if not as a name that uh, means the same thing as their Japanese name, then something with some kind of meaning. For example, I gave a girl the name Summer uh, because she was born in the summer. Or I gave another girl the name April uh, because she was born in April. Some of the names are really memorable for me. For example, uh, some, some children have the, the character for son in their name, and the English name Helen means uh, son or has something to do with the son. So whenever a girl has uh, the character son in their name, then I try, if possible, to give them the name Helen or, well, we don't want to have like 100 Helens running around, but uh, a derivative of the name Helen, like Ellen or Elena or something like that. Another child, her her parents were both deaf, but she could hear. So I gave her the name Melody. Another boy, his name was Itsuki, which in Japanese, it's, it, the one character means uh, tree. So his name basically in Japanese was tree. So I wanted to give him a name that, was, that had the same meaning as tree. And I, I looked and I couldn't find... The only name I could find was the name Oliver, which means olive tree. At first, he had trouble pronouncing it. He was, he was like, oh, oh, what, what?" So, um, I wanted to help him understand his name, and I went and I bought a baby olive tree, and I put it outside the um, the grape seed classroom, and I got the children to water, like, to give it water every day, and uh, and every day I told him, "This is." This is an olive tree. And at first it sounded the same to him, like his name was Oliver, an olive tree. And it, he was still three at the time. And it, it, he, he said, oh, like, that's me. <laughs> but uh, uh, he gradually, he got older and he, he heard more English and he understood that, that his name was Oliver, but this was an olive tree. So uh, things like that uh, really help not only me, but the children to remember each other's names
4: okay so remembering the names of students i find to be personally for me it's quite easy i've always found it easy but other teachers find it difficult sometimes so one point is i would say view it as part of your job meaning you know you have to remember the songs and the poems and the stories you have to remember what you need to do in each class also make it a point to like all right this is part of my job so i need to remember these kids names I think that might help also make a point every day at the start of a new year to learn at least 5 kids names and just say those names again and again and again and again and you will get there by the end of the week one you should have all your students names remembered you know if you just set that goal of this many kids a day view it as part of your job as opposed to oh this is a nuisance i i need to learn a kid's name you know also don't rely on name tags. I find name tags to be a crutch. If you just keep on relying on name tags, then you'll never take the time to actually learn the kid's name for real. So yeah, that in a nutshell, that's what I would do. It's part of your job, so get it done.
0: <laughs> Next up is question two. I Say You Do in unit one is an action activity where the teaching card only has a list of written commands. What advice do you have for teachers teaching this for the first time with their class?
1: All right. So, this material has no pictures on it. So, it's a good point that you don't need to point to anything. You know, uh, other ones, other action activities that maybe you'll want to point to the pictures. This one, no pictures. So, you don't need to uh, point to anything. And it's really just there to help you remember what to say. So, if you don't need to look at it, you don't really need this teaching card. And I think that's my biggest advice for this one. Um, When you first go into it, try your best just to memorize it. Maybe you can't do it 100% the first time. But as you do it more and more, um, it'll be easier to memorize it. Um, Again, this is unit one. So it's not like there's a whole lot of actions that they're doing. Compared to something like freeze or teacher says, which has a whole lot of different commands pulled from many different units, the actions that we expect of them in unit one is very limited. So there's not actually that much to memorize. And once you do memorize it, you can put your 100% focus on the students, um, even from the very first time. So you can see how much you need to model. Maybe you need to model all the actions. Um, and maybe you need to do a uh, change the pace of it when you should move on to the next command maybe one command takes a bit longer for everyone to copy you so you spend a little bit more time on that one Um, but then another one they do it really fast so you can move on really quickly but that all starts with you kind of taking the eyes off the teaching material and keeping your eyes on the class to see how it's going
2: you know um So first of all, as I think, the main thing is not to be shy in front of the children. Uh, So you have to use your emotions. Uh, That's the key to success as I think. Uh, Make it clear to them that you're interested in explaining the material. Uh, And uh, as I've said, try to use all your emotions, gestures, uh, your feelings uh, that are going from your heart. And don't forget about the children who are looking at you as a, you know, a person who really wants to teach them and give everything to them.
3: First of all, you should, before the class starts, you should make a line on the floor with whatever material you have. If you're allowed to put tape on the floor, then do that and make make sure the line is going to be long enough. Try to imagine where they're going to line up. Second of all, don't expect them to understand all the commands right away. But you don't need to use their native language. They are, they're going to get it. They might not get it the first time you do it, but you're going to do it several times and they're going to pick up really quickly. And so back to the line, it's going to take a while the first time to, to get everyone on the line. So be, be patient and uh, be, be ready to take a little bit of extra time on the first time you do it. And when you say, say good morning, then uh, somebody might say, say, good morning. So be prepared with an answer for that.
4: Okay. So you say the command, stand up, you stand up. Then you gesture to the children, stand up. All right, done. Then sit down. You do the same thing. You sit down first, then you sit down. And then you need to go through that each action doing the same thing. Then you might have to do it again the next day. And then you might have to do that again the next day, but eventually it's going to get to the point where you say stand up and they stand up. You don't need to do the gestures anymore. Just shadow. Your best tool is your body. So get it done. That's it.
0: So there it is. The first episode of Teacher Says Complete. If you have any questions you would like answered by this council of teachers, please send them in to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. As always, everyone, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom.
2: Goodbye, my friends, goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day, but now I will say Goodbye, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye
0: everyone.